We're going to grab a hymnal and uh, sing a few hymns this morning, but before we do, let's have a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, to worship, and to praise you. Lord, we ask for your presence to be in our presence this morning. Lord, we pray that you would speak to our hearts, give us exactly what we need to hear today. Lord, we will give you all the praise and the glory and the honor that comes from it. Lord, if there's one here that isn't saved, I pray that today would be the day of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's grab a hymnal, turn to page 194. Uh, it's Thanksgiving is over as far as the holiday. Uh, ever be thankful to the Lord for what he's done. But let's start singing some Christmas songs and uh, looking forward to the celebration of our Savior's birth. Page 194, Joy to the World. Faithful, page 201. Thank you. 
take an opportunity and welcome one another to the services. Let's grab our hymnal one last time. Turn to page 155, Wonderful Grace of Jesus. Page number 155, Wonderful Grace of Jesus.
Jesus. I'm thankful for that this morning. I hope and pray that you have had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Hope you enjoyed your time with your family and your friends, those that you uh, enjoyed the Thanksgiving weekend with. I do appreciate all those that came out and helped yesterday and uh, and for the past few weeks with our Back to Bethlehem. The place looks great. I was telling my wife, I said, I know how uh, John the Baptist felt preaching in the wilderness. So, and uh, uh, I, I can kind of see what he was going, going through there. And then I started thinking about, I see men as trees uh, for a Bible reference there. And, uh, but anyways, I, I do appreciate you being here. Appreciate all those that helped with Back to Bethlehem. That's this coming weekend. I hope that you've invited some folks to come out and uh, to see our program. And I know I'm looking forward to it. Uh, how many has never seen our program before? Good. All right. Everybody has seen it, so praise the Lord. Uh, there's still some uh, opportunities to serve, uh, whether it's uh, we have uh, still on the back table, there's a sign-up sheet to bring in hot dogs, hot dog buns, and uh, cookies if you'd like to help out with that. Also, I'm sure there's some things that uh, we need some townspeople and things like that, so if you could help out, you'd like to volunteer this coming weekend, maybe one night or all three nights. Uh, we'll be here Sunday evening doing it as well, and so... Uh, uh, if you can help out, that would be a great blessing. See Brother Adam Hill or Miss Evelyn, they'll get you signed up and uh, put into place. All right. Well, as uh, it's hard to believe, but Thanksgiving's over. The holiday, at least, is over, and Christmas is only a month away. How many was brave enough to do the Black Friday shopping? Okay, I see. I see four crazy people here. And, uh, uh, yeah, my wife and I decided to... To do it, it's a kind of a, a, a tradition now. Uh, we started a few years ago, and I just like watching people. I mean, they're crazy, aren't they? Uh, I mean, you, I, you ought to see my wife. I mean, she's crazy now. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, no, she's, she doesn't find, but she only got in two fights this weekend. Uh, uh, no, she, we, had, we had a good time, and uh, we go down to Linton and, uh, to be with her folks, and then uh, and then we go that evening, and uh, so we we had a, got some good deals, and uh, nothing that we couldn't live without. But uh, we we got some good deals, and but it's hard to believe that Christmas is only a month away, and 2018 is approaching us fast, isn't it? I mean, uh, time 2017 has just flown by, I think. And uh, as I was praying and asking the Lord what to bring for this morning, I started uh, thinking about 2018 and preparing our hearts for 2018. And I hope that uh, uh, this message can encourage you and uh, draw you a little bit closer to the Lord, but also realize that uh, we need to keep our eyes on the Lord in 2018. Uh, I've been studying in the book of Joshua uh, for some time now, and the Lord's been kind of dealing with me right there. So we're going to be in Joshua chapter 1 again this morning. Joshua chapter number 1. We're going to read the first nine verses again. The Bible says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all thy people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this uh, Lebanon, even until the great river, river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. 
There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide, uh, shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto the, uh, their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, then thou mayest observe to do according to all, that is the, all the law, which Moses my servant com, uh, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou may, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy ways prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, thank you for this opportunity to be in your house, to worship and to praise you. Thank you for uh, this season that we have of, of Thanksgiving, that people reflect and uh, are thankful for their families and their friends but, uh, and all the things that you've done for them. But Lord, I just pray as we enter into our Christmas season and, and into 2018, help us to, uh, Lord, to, as you've told Joshua, to be courageous and, Lord, to uh, be willing to uh, stand for those things that are, uh, that are right. And, Lord, I pray that you would uh, work on our hearts this morning, that only you can get the praise and the glory from it. Thank you again for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Moses, the servant of the Lord, has gone on off the scene now. He went home to be with his Lord and Savior. And now there had to be someone else to take his place, Joshua, the son of Nun. He's there, and, and uh, the Lord comes to him and tells him, uh, you have a choice. I want you to serve me. And, he, and uh, so uh, the Lord came to Joshua and promises him to be with him. He says, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I'm going to, uh, Joshua, all I need you to do is be willing to go, to be faithful. I, I want you to be my servant, just as Moses was my servant. He was your leader. He was your example. I want you to be a servant and follow me. Joshua made a decision that day that he was going to serve the Lord. He made that decision. And, and now uh, there's uh, this new leader in town, okay? And now he's chosen. He's decided it's time for him to choose Jesus. It's time for him to serve the Lord. I believe that there's been many people in this room right now uh, sitting under the sound of my voice that have been sitting on the sidelines, but now you need to choose Jesus. You need to choose to get in the game, get, choose to get into the battle, and stop sitting on the sidelines and start working for the Lord. You need to choose Jesus this morning. You've heard me say that Christianity is not a spectator sport. Christianity involves uh, action and involves us getting in and, and doing something. And uh, we must choose today whom we will serve. Today. You see, there's going to be uh, there there's going to be a day when uh, we won't be able to uh, um, sing praises unto the Lord here on earth, but we'll be singing to Him in heaven. There's going to come a day that you are going to regret not serving Him here on earth. We must choose uh, to better be stewards of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that uh, we're going to do something for the Lord. I want to encourage you this morning not to stop 
Some of you have been in the battle for many years, been fighting the good fight and been faithful. And I want to encourage you this morning to keep on keeping on. Don't stop as we approach 2018. It's not time to uh, throw in the towel. It's not time to say, okay, we've done our part. No, now is the time that we get uh, even busier for the cause of Christ. See, I know that many of us have been knocked down. We've been trampled on. We may even want to quit many times. The Bible says, for a just man falls seven times and riseth up again. You're going to fall. You're going to, there's going to be times when you feel like quitting. But keep on keeping on for the cause of Christ. We need to choose to serve the Lord. And if we choose to serve the Lord, it's not going to be easy. Can I tell you, as I'm looking through what's going on in our country, even today, can I tell you, it's not going to be easy. I, I believe times are going to get worse. I believe it's going to be it's going to get hard. The Bible says, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You see, it's a, your choice. It's your choice. Do you want to serve the Lord? Or do you want to serve the gods on the other side? You see, it's your choice, and we must make that decision today. See, we must choose today that we are going to serve the Lord, no matter the cost or the consequences. You, re- you know why the reason why we have to choose today? We have to determine today because it's coming a time, and if we haven't already determined in our heart, we haven't already chose that we're going to serve the Lord, it may come to a time where you're going to, they're going to be Maybe at gunpoint, and they're going to say, are you going, to, are you going to renounce the Lord? There's coming a day. I'm telling you, folks, I believe it's coming. Say, I think you're crazy, Pastor. I may be, but this is, this is a fact that it's coming. I believe we need to get ready. We need to make that choice right now. Choose to serve the Lord. It will take determination. It will take discipline, but most of all, it's going to take divine help. We're going to have to ask the Lord to help us every day. It's going to be a daily battle. The Bible says this, though, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I tell you, in your own power, you're not going to be able to do this. But if you determine now, Lord, with your help, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to live for you. No matter what comes my way, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to serve you, Lord. As we approach 2018, you need to make that decision now. If you choose to serve the Lord, you can do it, but it's not going to be easy. I hope and pray that you will live a Christ-centered life as we approach 2018. Let us choose to serve the Lord. I, this message this morning, I just titled it, Choose Jesus. Choose Jesus. You see, making commitments are good, but keeping them are better. I know some of you probably have already started thinking about what my New Year's resolution is going to be. What am I going to do? What, how am I going to... Do this, accomplish this. Some things may be spiritual, some some things may be physical, but we make New Year's resolutions. I believe that we need to make a resolution this year that I'm going to choose to serve the Lord. I'm going to choose to serve Him. No matter what, I'm going to choose to serve Him. I'm going to give you five challenges to help you choose Jesus this morning. Number one, if we're going to choose Jesus, we must live with courage. Must live with courage. John, look there at Joshua 1 7. It says, Only be thou strong and very courageous. Three times in this text it says to be strong, be courageous. Be, uh, and why does God, why is the Lord telling them that? 
There must be a need. And can I tell you, if we're going to live for the Lord, we're going to have to be courageous. We're going to have to be strong in the Lord. Because if we're not, we're going to fail and we're going to fall just like many have before us. We've got to keep on keeping on. Romans 8, now notice this, Romans 8.31 says this. What shall, be, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? That should give us courage knowing that, hey, if God is for us, who can be against us? God told Joshua here, he says, there's not going to be a man that can stand against thee. Not a man that can stand against thee. Hey, the only one standing in your way is you. Be strong, be courageous. See, it does not matter who's on your side as long as we are on the Lord's side. The fact is that we need Him. He doesn't need us. We need Him. And if we truly realize that I'm on the Lord's side, and because I'm on His side, I can choose to be courageous and have courage. In Acts, the Bible says there in Acts 4.13, it says, Now when they saw the boldness, and I looked up that word boldness, what it means, it means courage. When the people, they saw uh, uh, their courage, their boldness, not being able to be intimidated, not able to be intimidated. When they saw this of Peter and John, I'll read on, it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. They marveled and took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Do you realize, do, do, do people realize that you've been with Jesus? I mean, do we make people marvel today? Do they look at our lives and say, wow, that, that person, there's something different about that person? Not that we're ignorant. I don't believe that's what the Bible's telling us to be ignorant. But that we are, we've been with the Lord. You see, these men had no fear to proclaim the truths and the gospel of Jesus Christ. They, they had no worries. That's why they were saying they were ignorant because they like, hey, they're not even scared of what we can do to them. You see, even when it meant persecution and sometimes death, they had boldness, they had courage to stand up. Say, Pastor, why are you telling us these things? Because I believe that if we're going to have, if we want to choose to serve the Lord, we're going to have to have courage. Our families are going to be against us at times. Our friends are going to be against us. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And even our enemies, as we see them uh, very evident, are going to be against us. See, we must have courage to witness. The biggest reason why we don't tell people about the Lord, why we don't share the gospel with people, is because of fear. That's what it is. It's fear. We're, we have fear that we, don't, we won't have the answers to the questions that they may, they may ask us. We have fear about that. Don't worry about the questions you don't know. Tell them about the Jesus that you do know. Tell them about the Lord. Tell them about what the Lord had done for you. See, we're scared what people might say or what they might do. Remember, I said it was going to take courage. Remember, if you're saved, you have a comforter, the Holy Spirit, living and abiding with us. Hebrews 13, 6 says, So that, they, that we may say, boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what men 
shall do unto me. Folks, this is going to take courage. The Holy Spirit will be there helping you, comforting you, empowering you. That's the power of God. See, we need to have more courage as we witness to see souls saved and the gospel preached to all the world. As we approach 2018, make a goal to lead one person to the Lord. And I'm not going to ask for a raise of hands, but there's people in this room that has never led anybody to the Lord. I tell you what, when you lead someone to the Lord, it will change. It will change you. You'll get that thirst and that hunger, and I want to lead somebody else to the Lord. But after you lead that person to the Lord, disciple, get them to come into the church and get them, watch them get baptized. Encourage them. Say, hey, hey, I know that you got saved and you trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Praise the Lord for that. Hey, why don't you come to church and, and get them baptized? After they get them baptized, then say, hey, you know what? We need to continue this discipleship program. I want to teach you. I want to show you. I want to I help you through the Word of God. You say, I don't, know that. I don't know if I can do that. You know what? You can learn with them. Folks, we need to determine. We need to choose Jesus. Be courageous in our witness, but also be courageous in our worship. God is good, isn't he? This past Wednesday, uh, Tuesday evening, we had a testimony service and giving God the praise for, <clears throat> for how he's worked in our lives. And, man, he's worthy. He is so worthy of our praise. The Bible says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 14 talks about David after uh, experiencing a great victory, he began to dance before the Lord. You know, his wife condemned him like you acting a fool. You know what, his wife, he didn't care who, who saw him. The, the Bible says this, And David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was girded with a linen ephod. This was David's way of worshiping the Lord. He didn't care who saw him. He didn't care what other people thought. Can I tell you? It doesn't matter what people think. Worship the Lord. We need to be bold and courageous in our worship. Hey, take your Bible to work. Read your Bible. Pray. Some of us, we, we do the, the headache prayer whenever friends and people are around. We do this thing here. Like we got a headache, but we're actually praying. Don't be ashamed of the Lord. He's worthy of our praise. We also need to praise him when things... Well, you know, David praised God when things were going his way, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he praised God, but think about Job. After he had lost his family, he lost his finances, he lost his farm. But this is what the Bible says. And Job said this, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We need to praise Him when things are going well, but also we need to praise Him when things are not going the way we want them to. We need to praise Him because He is worthy and He knows what's best for our lives. Brother Travis was telling me this week that that movie, Facing the Giants, was on TV and he watched it. He and his family watched it. And uh, just we were commenting about how good that movie was and, and how we need more good movies like that. But in that movie, I remember... Uh, one of the boys said as they were praying or as they were uh, they lost the football game and they said hey we lost this game but we need to praise him whenever we win and we need to praise him when we lose 
Folks, realize that. We need to get a hold of that. We need to praise Him no matter what. He's still God and He's still deserving of our praise. You see, we need to take a stand when others around us don't have the courage to take a stand and worship the Lord. Have courage to stand alone. If no one else will praise Him, let's praise Him anyways. The three Hebrew boys chose to take a stand and only worship the Lord their God. Daniel chose to serve the Lord even knowing that it was going to cost him, he thought, his life. He was going to be cast into the den of lions. We need to be, courage, have, be courageous in our witness and in our worship, but also in our walk. Romans 10, 11 says, For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. When you go to work, do people know that you're a Christian? Would they be surprised if they walked through our doors here? Would they be surprised to see you sitting in a pew? Would they be like, wow, I didn't know he was a Christian or she was a Christian? People ought not be shocked about that we're Christians. They ought to know. There's something different. We're a peculiar people. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Not for your own, hey, oh, wow, he does so much for the Lord. No, but that we, they may see our good works and glorify him. Don't be afraid to walk for the Lord. The Bible says that, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Number two, if we're going to choose Jesus, we must live with commitment. Live with commitment. Look there in verse 1-8. It says in Joshua 1-8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. That takes commitment. It takes faithfulness. It says, but, meditate, but thou shalt meditate there in day and night. It's talking about faithfulness, commitment. Joshua was committed to the Lord. He chose to be committed. See, folks, it's going to take us, it's going to take us being, choosing to be committed. It's going to take choosing to be faithful to God's word and, and choosing to be faithful to God's, uh, to God's sanctuary. See, a big struggle in church today, I tell you, with many Christians, is a, a lack of commitment, lack of faithfulness. We don't want to, we don't want to commit to anything. It's, it's, that's the truth. We don't want to commit. See, people are, are struggle with that. We need to be more committed to the cause of Christ. Let me ask you, can the church count on you? Can the Lord count on you to be faithful to him? We need to be more committed, committed to the Savior, to sacrifice. You know, if we're, gonna, if we're going to choose Jesus, sometimes it takes, it's a sacrifice. Maybe, you know, we want to sleep in on Sunday morning. It's going to sacrifice that sleep time. The Bible says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. God's not asking too much out of us. But also, we need to be committed to the Scriptures. Folks, we need to be daily in the Word of God. I, I mean, uh, I know sometimes we choose not to eat. Choose not to eat a meal, maybe two meals. But you can't choose not to eat from God's Word. You have to. You have to be in it daily. Folks, you've seen the signs. You've seen seven days makes one week, W-E-E-K. But seven days without the Lord Jesus Christ makes you W-E-A-K. 
It makes you very weak in your Christian walk. You, if this is the only food that you're feasting on is on Sunday mornings or Sunday nights and Wednesday nights, folks, you're going to be weak, you're going to be frail, you're going to fall to every wind of doctrine. Folks, you need to be in the Word of God every day. Not just hearing what I have to say on Sundays or whatever. You need to be in God's word every day, feasting on the manna, feasting on the bread of life every day. The Bible says, till I come, give attention to reading, exhortation, and to doctrine. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but also not only to committed to sacrifice and the scriptures, but to supplications. Folks, you need to have a prayer life. I'm talking about people that are going to choose Jesus. Pray without ceasing. Now that, that, literally, that doesn't mean that we're to be chanting all day long. But we need to be in an attitude of prayer all day long. That means if there's sin that comes into our life. There's something that, hey, we've done something. We need to confess that right away, right away, because we don't want anything hindering our prayers. The Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. We need to be in tune with the Lord. That means connected with the Lord at all times. But also, I believe we need to be committed to the sanctuary. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as manner some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Then the next thing, number three, if we're going to choose Jesus, we must live with conviction. Live with conviction. The Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. You know what? If we meditate on the Word of God, if we have the Word of God hidden in our hearts, folks, we'll have some conviction about us. We need to stand up for what's right. There should be some things that we say, that's just not going to happen in my house. That's just not going to happen in the house of God. We're not going to allow these things because we've got some convictions. We've got some things. We've got some conviction about this. You know what? Sin and Satan, is it's sneaky. I mean, it filters into our lives and we're not even aware of it so, many, so much. We turn on the TV and, you know, the... Some of the things that's on the TV, I'm not saying all TV is wrong, but I'm saying some of the things that we watch on the TV is wrong. What we choose to go into our eye gate and our ear gates, listen to me, we need to be careful about these things. Why? Because what it's doing is programming us to accept homosexuality, programming us to accept uh, the uh, sin of fornication and adultery it's too, it, that's what it's infiltrating into our hearts and our lives and our minds that these things are okay but they're not it's not right folks it's, it's, it comes in we need to live with some conviction hey if the, if the TV's on and there's some things you notice hey if it goes against the word of God it's wrong you need to just say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'll turn off the TV. You know what? Parents, your kids are watching you. My kids are watching me. And what I allow to happen, you know what's going to happen when they're adults? It's going to be magnified. It's going to be worse. Our children are watching us. Take a stand against those things that are wickedness. Where are our convictions today? 
I can tell you this, 20 years ago, if we've seen some of the things that we've seen on TV, on the internet, I mean, I don't know if the internet was around 20 years ago, but if we've seen some of the things that we see, we would be like, oh, in shock. But you know what? It happens, it comes across our screens today, and we, we're not, we don't even bat an eye at it. Why? Because we've lost our convictions. We've lost it. Folks, I'm talking about people that are going to choose Jesus as we approach 2018. I know this is a challenging message, but I hope that it gets us to the place where we need to be. Take a stand against wicked, the wickedness of sin. We allow sin to come into our lives and we do nothing about it. Sin must be dealt with. God sent his only begotten son. Why? Because of sin. You know, when Joshua was there leading the people and Achan, he took the, the, the wedge of gold and all that, that stuff and he hid it in his tent. He tried to hide his sin from, uh, from all those that were around. Do you know what happened? His sin found him out. And there were some heavy consequences in, uh, because of that. They were very severe. We need to take a stand against the wiles of Satan you realize that Satan wants to destroy you? If he can't stop you from being saved, you're already saved. He wants to destroy your testimony. Folks, I'm telling you, he wants to destroy it. And it just takes a few seconds to destroy your testimony. He's trying to destroy your children. We need to take a stand against the wickedness of this world. Choose to live for the Lord and have some convictions. Number four, if we're going to choose Jesus, we must live with contentment. Look there in verse 9. It says, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage? Notice this, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Christians, I believe, ought to be the happiest people in the world. You've heard me say that. I believe, hey, we have something to be happy about. We should have joy unspeakable and full of glory. I found out that we're not content with what we have. Why? Because we want what the world has to offer. We want the bigger, car, the bigger houses and the nicer cars and this and that. And let, let me tell you, all those things listen, will burn in fervent heat. Those things that we count as valuable and important, those things don't matter. Those material things, they don't matter. I want to make more money. I want a better house. I want this. I want that. And if you have those things, fine. But when they have you, there's a problem. The Bible says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. We need to be content with his power. Notice what the Lord promises Joshua here. Notice, I thought this was real good as I was looking this over. I thought, wow. There in verse 5 it says, There shall not any man be able to stand against thee. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. We try to do things with our own power, but you know God said that he would be with us. He'd never leave us nor forsake us. We can, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. We can go in his power. See, we try to do those things in our own power. We try to manipulate the providence of God. We, and he does not need our help. His power is sufficient. You see, we need to be content with His provisions. He says, I will never leave thee, nor fail thee, or forsake thee. We need to be content with His presence. God 
is with thee whithersoever thou goest. We need to be content with his peace. Notice there in verse 7 it says, Turn not from the right hand or to the left hand, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Be content with what God... I'm talking about choosing Jesus. I'm just going to be content with what God has gave me and entrusted me with. Be more content. Then the last thing I have for you, closing here. If we're going to choose Jesus, we must live with compassion. Look there in verse 11 of Joshua 1. It says, Pass through the host and command the people, saying, Prepare you vigils. For within three days you shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. Joshua cared about the people. He wanted to make sure that they were strong, make sure that they were healthy, make sure that they had the food to sustain them. It's been said people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Folks, we need to have compassion for souls. I'm talking about choosing the Lord. The Bible says in them, some have compassion making a difference. I can tell you this, compassion making a difference made a, a difference in my life. The love that someone shared with me about the love of Jesus Christ, how, he, how much he loved me and cared for me and died for my sins, it made a difference. If we just go around and being ugly to people, listen, not having compassion, it's not going to make a difference in their life. But also, I believe we need to have compassion for saints, the saints of God. This is our church, and when one of us are hurting, we all hurt. We come along, and I'm thankful for this church. This is one thing that I know in our church. If one of us are hurting, we're all hurting. We're all there. We're all praying for each other. We're all, I mean, the church just comes together, and what a, what a wonderful thing. I'm thankful for this church. That it's like that, but folks, let's not lose that vision. We need to have compassion on the saints as we therefore have opportunity. Let us do good unto all men, especially them who are of the household of faith. But then for the scriptures, have compassion, have a love for the, the scriptures. The Bible says in Psalm 119, if you read Psalm 119, every verse in Psalm 119 deals with the precepts, the testimonies, the law, deals with the, the, the word of God. It says, my soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. Do you love the word of God, folks? I can tell you this. If we don't have compassion for the Lord of God, uh, for the, the, the Lord's scriptures, if we don't have compassion for the sinners and for, for the saints and for the souls, folks, we're not choosing the Lord. My challenge this morning is this. I believe it's time to get off the sidelines. I believe it's time... For us to get into the game. The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. How long are we going to sit back and be a spectator? Choose the Lord. My challenge this morning is choose the Lord. And know this, I can do all things through Christ with strength. And his head, heads are bowed and eyes are closed. challenge this morning. I choose Jesus. No matter what comes my way, I choose Jesus. I hope that's your prayer. I hope that's your, your testimony this morning, that you choose Jesus. Maybe you hear this morning, you say, Pastor, I don't even know for sure if I was to die today, I'd go to heaven. Pastor, pray for me. Anyone like that? Would you raise your hand? No one else is looking around. Pastor, pray for me. Anyone? Maybe you hear and you say, Pastor, I'm saved. 
but I haven't been living for the Lord like I should. I haven't chose Jesus like I should. There's room for improvement in my heart and my life. Pastor, I need to, as I look, approach 2018, even today, I need to choose Jesus. Pastor, pray for me. I, I've got some sin in my life. I've got some things I need to deal with. Pastor, pray for me. I want to choose Jesus. Anyone like that? Would you raise your hand? I just want to pray for you. Anyone? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I thank you for dealing with my heart. As there's coming a time, I believe no doubt that we're going to have to make that decision whether we're going to serve you or serve this old world. And Lord, I pray that you would deal with our hearts even now. Convict us where we need convicted. Lord, show us that we need to make that decision today to choose you. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in our hearts and our lives. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor that comes from it. In Jesus' name, amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Would you stand to your feet as God has spoke to your heart? Well, Adam's going to be a play in here. God spoke to your heart. I'm going to encourage you to find a place at the altar and say, Jesus, I choose you this morning. I choose you for all that he's done for us. I choose you, Lord. You're worthy to be praised. The song saying, I surrender all. Not I surrender some, but I surrender all. Lord, I give it all to you. be seated. I want to give you just a few announcements this morning as we want to remind you that this coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is our back to Bethlehem. There are some signs on the back, uh, um, some yard signs in the back. You might have saw them as you came in. Uh, if you have a good place to put that in your, in your yard, uh, if it's a high traffic uh, area, uh, we want you to take one. Now it says on there, it says this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So what we'd like for you to do is put them out as soon as possible, and uh, those uh, people will drive by them and see them. Hopefully they'll come to our, uh, to our Back to Bethlehem. And, uh, but if, you, if you'd like to take one, now it says this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It doesn't have the dates on there, so we can use them again next year. Okay. And so if you would like to take one, don't throw it away after you're finished with it. Bring it back to the church, and we can, uh, we can hold them here, or you can leave them at your house and, and put it back out next year. Uh, but I want to encourage you to take that. There's, I think we have like 19 or 20, something like that. And so if you could take one, that would be great. Yes. Put it on Facebook. That's a good way, too, uh, to get it out. Uh, put it on Facebook. I tell you, media is a good thing and a bad thing. And, uh, but you can use that for your advantage. And uh, I know I, whenever someone had put it on there, I, I don't know how to do the shares and likes and stuff like that, but Miss Christie does. And so uh, that kind of... Uh, we can get that out uh, through media as well. Uh, then want to remind you that uh, December the 10th, Brother Bobby Sanders is going to be with us. He's just going to be uh, in the area uh, that Sunday. So Sunday morning, Sunday night, uh, Brother Bobby's going to be with us. Looking forward to that. And then uh, mark your calendars also December the 24th. is our we'll have, That's our Christmas Eve 
uh, service. So we'll have morning service, no evening service. I know a lot of folks go to the family. So uh, if you could be here for Sunday morning, we won't be a long service, but want to have a good uh, service that morning. And then the following week, December 31st, will be no PM service as well. And then happy birthday to Lydia. I think she's in the back, but you make sure little see little Lydia. You make sure you tell her happy birthday. I know that will encourage her, and uh, you'll see a big smile on her face when you say happy birthday to her. I promise you that. And then happy anniversary, Brother Tim and Miss Julie Watson. And so happy anniversary to them. Our mission of the week, Shepherds Bethel. Uh, they house missionaries as they're on furlough and deputation. And so you remember them in your prayers. Our deacon of the week, Brother Adam Amos. Our family of the week, Brother Phil and Miss Sue Bousman. And then our trusted of the week, Brother Sean McGinnis. Remember these folks in your prayers if you would. All right, let's go ahead and have the men come forward. We'll take up this morning's tithes and offerings. Yes. Okay. Okay, on the back table, on the Back to Bethlehem table back there, uh, there is a sign-up sheet for hot dogs, hot dog buns, cookies, and cocoa, um, or hot chocolate. So if you can help us out with that, uh, buy a few items, bring them in, that'd be a great help. All right. Brother Tim, sir, would you please ask the blessing? Father, we thank you and praise you for allowing us to be in your house this morning to worship and praise you. Father, we thank you for Mr. Pastor. Give us a godly pastor who shares your word, doesn't hold back, proclaims all that you lay on his heart, Father. Lord, we just pray that you bless him and his family. Lord, we thank you for uh, each member here, Father. I just pray that you would continue to add to as you see fit. Lord, I pray that you just continue to pour out your spirit upon the ones who are gathered here. pray that you would uh, guide and direct us in, in being faithful and sharing your word and being a testimony to those around us. Lord, we just want to uh, be faithful. Lord, we thank you for all you've blessed us with. We ask your blessing upon this portion we give back that you would use it to your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Come back tonight and see what the Lord has for us. Brother Travis, sir, would you close this?